0: Hello everyone and welcome to Merv Hughes fishing podcast. The podcast number what number is it? Oh. Uh, we'll go 27. Oh, that'll do us. It's your favorite <laughs> number is it? Well, it's Merv and Gregory Hughes. How are you? <laughs> Squizzy, Squizzy, Taylor. Taylor. Hello, gentlemen. How are we? Jeff, hey, as his mum calls
1: him what about, again. What about Squizzy? How happy does he look? He's in the new car. Oh, i got, I got a new car. They got me new He's car, like a rat with a gold tooth there. Yeah, yeah, have a look he is, at him. He is. He's like all twinkly. Flash oh. Harry, my car. He's red one. Yeah,
2: red one, man. Yeah, red does, one. Yeah, from West Go, Point Ford. The boys fast. looked after me down there. They were really good. And Mervyn. Everyone looked after me. Thank you. All good, very all good. good. It's a Ford Ranger, it's got all
0: the stuff on it. And You've got you, a
2: Ford Ranger, you, you even put a you even push a button and you answer the phone. <laughs> oh, mate, yeah,
1: it's a ripper!
0: Oh, uh, yeah. goodness, brand new. And I'll tell you, one.
1: you what, you push a button, another button, and the windows go up and down. Oh, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, You've got a flash one, yeah, no,
2: oh, flashed.
1: Oh, mate, yeah, no. No, welcome no welcome
0: to the big smoke. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I know, I
1: know,
0: <laughs> I have got a great show coming up today, Kev. All right, now we are looking forward to talking to a man who's known as Barefoot Dave. Yeah, because he, he wore no shoes for well, a long time. really? Yeah, Dave Hodge.
1: Um, listen, what he knows about fishing, um, phew, hey, it's unbelievable. I reckon he would have forgotten more about fishing than I know.
0: Now, we're going to Queensland, obviously. Yeah, where, we're, And obviously the uh, the nickname is because you just don't wear shoes as a kid in Queensland. You How walk, do you know that? Because that's where I went to school. It's a long walk from Melbourne to Brisbane you, every did day. Did you know Kevin was telling us <laughs> yeah, in don't, grade six, don't you, he yeah. had the biggest penis in grade six. Well, well he was 22. Yeah, he was. That's <laughs> I mean. Things you get away with on podcasts. Honestly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gold, Squish.
2: ka bang But anyway, uh,
1: Dave Hodds um, loves his barra, barra fishing. Uh, started as a kid in Toowoomba uh, chasing cod. We'll talk to him about that. But, yep. um, mate, he's got a real passion for it and, and some great stories.
0: Yep. And uh, your boys Good are advice. Off, uh, we'll talk about it more at the end after we talk to uh, Barefoot Dave. But you're, you're off uh, up to the Northern Territory. 10 more sleeps. Up to the woods. 10 yeah, more sleeps. Sabbatical. We're long, going. The long, long lunch going, and all
1: that. Where, where are we going out there to find ourselves? Uh, daily. Huh?
0: You going I to find yourself.
1: Going, uh, no phone. What's no.
2: What's, 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 what's your no song? We're we going out to find ourselves. Who's finding ourselves? Huh? I didn't find myself.
0: Stop, sir. You might be. You might be severely like disappointed someone. when you do, boys. What's that? Uh, when find you yourself? find yourselves. Oh. It's not. It's not. No, listen, not um, what so it's cracked uh, up listen. So
1: having having two weeks off. So over Easter, um, and um, we're heading up to, to Darwin to fish the, the Barra Classic. Um, so hopefully when we get back we'll have a talk to You actually Deb competing? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh well yeah. no no oh, yeah. we, actually, looks like we, are. we actually fish in the competition <laughs> but we don't compete. Yeah, but, that's what I, I mean. knew where you were getting get, <laughs> coming from. Yeah. Get We've haven't? got the shirts yes. that say we do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah. all right. Team well, team twenty three attack mode.
0: Keep your eye on us. Team tw- how many teams in it?
1: Um well uh, forty two there was, that's no, where we come. That was a story. No no, there's a story behind it. Oh here we go. For for a long time we tried to um finished top 50 and right. that was pretty reasonable because there was only 59 teams <laughs> yeah. now the last couple of years they've added another three or four teams oh, now question. we're under pressure <laughs> <laughs> I think I w- I think we finished outside the top 50 the first time last year we finished 54th stone muddle- mother, actually not stone oh, motherless we right no year, second, yeah. last. Second, second last second last
0: a team pulled out in the first day <laughs> they, they hit a rock and didn't fish alright so, uh, we'll talk more about that afterwards but uh, now let's uh, get to our guest uh, as we wing our way to Townsville Joining us now on Merv Hughes Fishing the Podcast. He's known universally up in Townsville where he works at uh, the Fishing Warehouse in uh, Duckwood Street as barefoot Dave, but he does wear shoes occasionally. Joins <laughs> us now. Good day Dave. Welcome Dave to Murph Hughes Fishing. How are you doing? Hodgie, hey,
1: how are you? So we call you Hodgie now because you wear shoes. Yeah, just Hodgie you'll do, mate. Yeah, Hodgie the, the Nike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ching, ching. He's got this podcast stuff straight away. He's, he's just ticking them up. Yeah. Now, the fishing warehouse in, in Townsville, how long have you been working there?
3: Mate, I've been here for about 18 months now. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's probably the specialist store in town, you know, like as, as far as range goes. We sort of everything from your big game fishing stuff right down to, your junior stuff, so it's good. You get to mix with a variety of customers, and we've got a pretty pretty good relationship with everyone in town, so it's good, mate.
1: Yeah, now, we, we had to talk to Tony Bennett. who says that he is the best caster in the world.
3: Oh, mate, Australian Caster Champion six times. Hey, <laughs> how many times did you get it? Second best, he said. Second I've, never best. Com- I've never competed with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why he's got six titles, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when when we talk fishing, and, and I, I sort of, um, when I think of, of you and fishing, I think of barra fishing and how important it is for casting. And with the, with the overhead or the bait casters, um, how important, from your point of view, is it to be able to, to hit a spot with the cast? Oh,
3: mate, it, it's everything, really. You know, like it's, um, if you're fishing open water, like beaches and drains and stuff like that, and it doesn't really matter what species you're talking. You know, like for 30 years I lived in Tamworth and, I sort of chase Murray Cod most of the time, you know, but there's, you can't stress how important it is to be able to land the lure within inches of the snags, you know. Like you're not talking, you know, like a foot away or a foot and a half away. You, you've got to be right on the money. And, and the fish's reaction is instant. If there's a fish there and if they're, they're in feeding mode, the fish's reaction is instant. Sometimes you don't even have time to put the reel in gear. Yeah. Mate, that's, so, because that's
1: one thing that I learned from you and, and – when when a lot of people get on the bait casters they have trouble with it, but what you say to do is just turn your wrist in and you can actually yeah. control where the, the lure goes.
3: Well, there's a couple of really important things with it and one is you've got to have a rod that loads under the weight of the lure. So if you've got a rod that's way too stiff and and when you've got the lure wound up to your rod tip, you flex it and if the rod doesn't have around about that sort of twenty five twenty five to thirty percent bend in the tip up and down when you flex your wrist, then it's just too stiff, you know, and it means You've got to put a lot of arm in then to gather up enough momentum to make the cast. And as soon as you you start putting in more arm movement, your accuracy goes down. I I
2: have the trouble with my stiff rod with the
0: arm movement. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I do. No, I do. Are we still doing the fishing podcast? No,
2: no, no, I do. Because if if your rod's too stiff, you can't land in the spot. Sometimes you get gunshot. So you got to be a, bit, be, a bit, be a bit heavier on the on the head.
1: No, see, you're I'll taking it the wrong way, you mob. You're taking it the no, far no, too much. Him, the wrong no. way. don't laugh at him. We mate. know we know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> no, but, but what <laughs> we try and do, we, we try and keep him in the corner
2: and shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I feel your pain, mate. I feel right. your pain.
1: So, with, as you're saying, uh, <laughs> so you're you saying you, you grew up. You grew up in Tamworth, chasing Murray cod. Um, yep. What other what other fishing did you do around there?
3: Well, mate, I was pretty lucky, you know. Like, I, um, when I was about 24, 20, yeah, 24 years old, I think it was, I started doing the shows and stuff, and um, I got to go and chase all these fish that I'd read lots about and never had the money to go and chase. So I've been lucky enough to chase just about everything that swims in Australia, but my favourite fish still over the top of everything is Murray Cod.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. And, and, I mean, it's, I was fishing, uh, like, my life's ambition was always to catch a cod over 100 pounds. We used to call it the tonne. Yeah, and uh, that was always my ambition. And I'd Atlanta, we used to have a cradle because we never used to measure them. See, back back when I was chasing them full on, we never used to actually measure them. We used to weigh them, yep. and, and we weighed them in a cradle. And the cradle was made out of vinyl, heavy duty vinyl, with a shade cloth sewn in the bottom of it. And then it had a handle on the top that you used to hook on the scale. So the shade cloth would let all the water run out. Yeah, and they used to take off one pound for the weight of the the weight of the cradle. So you always, as you know, when you're supporting those big fish, you've yeah. got to support them under the belly. Otherwise, they end up you, you tear all those nerves yeah. and and in the gill latch area, and they end up dying. So um, you know, it was always no matter what, it was always the welfare of the fish that was at our, our sort of foremost consideration. So, uh, 98 pound was the biggest I got, oh, that's rough. <laughs> and then I went down to um, I went down to South Australia with Rod McKenzie yeah. and uh, and Glenn Casey from Bassman. And I couldn't believe it. I got two hundred pounds in two hours. Really? So, yeah, <laughs> mate, yeah, that's just absolutely. awesome. So oh, it's absolutely there's, insane. Mate. There's
1: that bucket list big tick. You've <laughs> done that. So, yeah. when you when you talk about the hundred pound cod, what what is it? What size barra do you chase?
3: Well, Barr up here, I've got an eleven year old boy, and and he fishes like a freak. He's he's a phenomenal little fisherman, and uh, it, it depends for him sometimes. Because, I mean, we fish every weekend together. You know, he's your yeah. best mate. So um, sometimes he wants to go for numbers. He's got right into his four-pound stuff now. And in wintertime up here when we're chasing the big bar in wintertime, what happens is their metabolism slows down and you've got to chase them on small lures. You can't chase them on your standard barra gear. You'll catch the odd one on your standard, yeah. you know, like your laser pros and stuff like that. But they're not eating that big bait anymore and they eat lots and lots of little jelly prawns. So we're chasing these meter fish with six-pound braid and 20 to 30-pound leaders. <laughs> so <laughs> he was lucky. He got his first, when he was seven-year-old, he got his first meter. He told oh, him. tell him I hate him.
1: I've been down for about fifteen no, years. I Haven't looked like it, that You got Squeezey, and I've
2: got three, not yes, and <laughs> three, Kevin I yourself. Jumping, I was none. I was jumping on them. No. trying want to stretch them out? it. doesn't work because they stiffen yeah.
1: up. Barefoot,
0: if you jump on them, they yeah, stiffen up. You got to
1: you got to understand that Kevin does more fishing than me and Squeeze put together, and he has never caught a barra no.
0: no. Oh, really? No, well, he doesn't.
1: Well, he doesn't You're do any really fishing way. at all, to be honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mate, give us some give yeah. us give us some tips in ten more sleeps. You're up on the daily. Give us some tips because I know you fish with Cole Cole God rest his soul. But you know you used to uh, go on the fast trawl down the middle. Of these guys. Do you remember doing that,
3: Dave? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that was kicked off by Lindsay Dove, and this is going back. Uh, oh God, and it have to be ten years. Yeah. 10, 10, yeah. It'd have to be ten years. And what happened was. Uh Cords, Jack Erskine and Lindsay were all in the same boat. Yep. And they were in 32nd place. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay said, do you mind if we try something that I do in the dam? Because he's Lindsay's a guide on Lake Cross Pine on Peter Faust. So yep. Lindsay said, I want to try something that I do in the dam when the fishing's really hard. And they said, oh, well, you know, being in 32nd place, we'll try anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so we you
1: yeah. know that feeling, don't that, that's that's <laughs> we? That's, that's about 20 places higher <laughs> than us. <laughs>
3: Uh, so what they ended up doing, we, we, I, was, I was fishing with uh, Ian Noble and I think it was, uh, I think I had Tim Carter in the boat as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and yep. We're, we're coming down near Elizabeth Creek there and mm. I see Cord's boat come around the corner at about six knots and I thought, oh, hello, Cord's just fell asleep, everyone's, right. everyone's hung over and fell asleep in the boat, they're doing six knots. Mm. So the next thing you know, Lindsay's on the little lean seat up the front and he stands up and this fish about 85, 90 comes out the water behind the boat. But it came out of the, it came out of the water about thirty five meters behind the boat, so he had a lot of line out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they were trolling really fast, and it was it was a real stage of the tide thing. You know how you get that on the daily, you get that real marbled effect in the water. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's the time to do it. And wow. what they were doing, they had one ninety laser pros on in the two meter bit, mm-hmm. and they were trolling up the middle of the river. At six knots, mate, at mackerel speed. You would swear yeah. they were chasing Spaniards. But the thing that, they went
1: from... the thing about that, it takes all logic away from fishing for Barra, it? doesn't so it? So you well, always told get close to the bank, get in the structure. Yeah. So down the middle, um, fast, like yep. yeah, just shallow lures, it just defies logic. It
3: goes it's against, almost, against
1: it,
2: traditional. It's Barra almost secondary. it's almost a mackerel lure, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's what he said. It it well, like it yeah. yeah. Um and yeah, and what's the theory? They just come up they just come up and attack it.
3: Nah, reaction bite, mate. So what yeah. it is. Is you know, like when it when they were up on the surface, like, and, and the reason that they did it. By the way, they went from thirty second place to second place in one day doing exactly that. Yeah. Now you know what it is. It's it's a reaction bite. So you've got a big silhouette of a silhouette of a lure up near the surface, mm-hmm. and those fish. And you'll notice sometimes when you, either cast in the banks on the daily or you're trolling, you'll actually see out the middle. You'll hear that buffer You'll see those mullet panic in the middle of the river. Yeah. And that's because those big barra are feeding, but they're feeding about a metre under the surface. Mm-hmm. So the big mullet are, they obviously, they're very nervous, mullet in the daily. Oh. yes. <laughs> and, uh, mate,
1: I reckon everything's
3: nervous in the daily. My oath, I was too. For some <laughs> <time>. Same here. <laughs> Just putting a boat uh, in, I get nervous. Uh, oh, mate, I know. I know. Uh, Actually, yeah, oh, there's lots of stories about the daily. But um, yeah, the, with the reaction bite, what you're doing is, if your lure goes past the barrack quick enough and you get that natural response, grab it before it gets away before it gives them a chance to think about it. Yeah. And, and you get that and, and the bite, I'll tell you what, the bite when you're doing it is super aggressive. It's a pretty full on bite. Yeah. But um, it's that reaction bite where it just darts past, and if it's close enough to them, nature kicks in and says, grab it before it gets away, and they don't have time to think about it. So. Yeah,
2: we, we saw Wombat catch one. It he was, he was a boat in front of us, which is always, a, always uh, the same old story. And Wombat, wom- had, yeah. on a, Wombat, uh, Tim. Wombat and Tim from what, what the hell came up? Yeah. And uh, they, they, they landed, oh, I think it was a metre, metre of 12 or something. Yeah, metre of 12. Unbelievable. Yep. In doing that, straight down the middle, I think it was near Harry's. Yeah, Ottawa, yeah.
3: Bang. And I mean it really has. It's revolutionized that baratroin thing in the daily, you know. Like right. there's times when obviously, you know, your old poltergeist, which is the number one barra classic lure uh barra, barra classic um competition lure yeah. that I ever saw. And it was always in that lime green number R seven. They used to call the colour code, and yeah. just about ninety five percent of the boats that went past had a lime green poltergeist on the back. Yeah, yeah so we using That's that what we're
1: doing we'll, wrong. We had the Elton John. No, we had the.
2: Um, we were using like, like the poltergeist, the reedy stump, stump jumper, isn't it? Nah, the stump you? jumper. Yeah, yeah. That's nah, right. yeah, yeah, no, golden jack. What's it called? Golden jack. Golden jack. Golden jack. See what
1: what he's trying to do here? If you got to understand, he's trying to get all our sponsors in because you're getting all your sponsors in, And he doesn't want to buy a lure. <laughs> and he's stuffing it up because we know that the stump a... jumper. really doesn't make the stump jumpers. Well, he should. So he's a little bit confused at the moment. No, so the, no, the Goldman like, Jack stumps jumps the stumps. You'll have to. You'll have to. Now, listen. We're, we've got a huge following on this podcast, Dave. So. Um, okay, mate, we've, I, got, reckon, go we've got. Mate, I reckon I reckon we've got three or hope. four, maybe three or four people. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> listen, if you're listening, you're up in Townsville, jump into the fishing warehouse, have a talk to Dave Hodge. He'll put your, you know, – and you're doing a fair bit of fishing up around that area all the time, so you know what's going on, don't you? Yeah,
3: mate. We, we fish two to three days a week, yeah. you know, on average. So, um, yeah, Saturdays and Sundays we do. As the young boys are getting older, we're starting to do a little bit more nighttime stuff. Uh, obviously, up here, you know – one of your main concerns is getting eaten. So yeah. uh, that, that nighttime stuff he's just part of the food chain. So uh, now talk, crocs, crocs talk,
1: yeah, talk talking about crocs and that. <laughs> I want to, I want to sort of cast your mind back a couple of years when you were fishing. I think it was up, up near one of the dams up in the in up the river. Near Ingham. Yeah, up near Ingham, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're flicking in, and he starts like on himself. Have a look at this angry little sucker, and he's got a <laughs> what about a, a meter and a half croc in front of him, coming up the bank, trying to jump, jump on his toes.
3: Jeez. No, he's about, he's about 10 or 11 foot. He's oh, uh, about three metres. They look a lot bigger. Yeah. Oh, mate, i tell you. And that's the thing. Three times all up, he came out at me. And uh, the first time I had no idea he was there. And um, I was, it was luckily, I, I was. I used to do a lot of work with Malcolm Douglas. And he said to me years ago, he said to me, you know, like he said, a lot of people, they always familiarise that the little bubbles, you know, as crops yeah. walk along the bottom, they stir up all the debris on the bottom. And uh, he said, it's not so much that one. He said, they're obvious ones. He said, you know, something's coming towards you when you see all those little diluted bubbles coming up from the rotten vegetation on the bottom. Mm -hmm. He said, but it's that one where you're in clear water. And he said, you see one lone bubble come up on its own. He said, and then a couple of foot closer towards you, you'll see another lone bubble come up on its own. He said, and a couple of foot closer again, you'll see another lone. He said, that's when you get back from the edge of the water. Yeah. And I said, why is that? What's he doing? He said, well, what he's doing is he's angling his head upwards. And there's the air running up his sinuses and coming out his nostril. Yeah. And he said, you know, if you see those ones, that means he's head up. He's like he's looking at you and he's just waiting for the time to accelerate and, and have a go. So uh, there's no. <laughs> Why are you yeah, in the water, mate? Why are you in yeah. the water? No, that, he's,
1: not, that, he's that, on the bank. So he's, he was up a bit of a bank, which, which was, probably yeah, helped yeah, I was you
3: a three bit. Feet, yeah. Three feet above the water I was. And mm-hmm. uh, when he came out, uh, luckily his jaw hit the, the bank right at my feet. And uh, I, I was videoing when it happened the third time, but the first time I had no idea he was there. Yeah, the first you know, time you had no idea. The,
1: the second, the yeah. second or third time, you're just teasing him a bit.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'll like think to me, I'll think to myself, if I don't get this on video, no one's going to believe it. Oh mate. And the I, big, the was, big problem was right where I was fishing, mate. There's kids have been leaving lolly wrappers and drink bottles yeah. and stuff all along the edge, and I was on my way up to host the uh, Lucinda family fishing comp for uh, apex club i think it was was doing a comp yeah and as you know whenever i'm traveling i always take rods rigged up and i fish me away wherever i'm going and i stopped there and had a flick on the way to do this family comp which is only about 20 minutes away from where the comp was and yeah Jeez. i thought well you know if i get this on video then i'll actually be able to say to people you know don't take your kids down to this spot and and let them near the edge because you know you're you're basically, you got a big McDonald's sign on your back. You just yeah. that's, that, that's that's a, that's a real problem. I, I know it's a real problem in Darwin,
1: and I would say Queensland too. Is the locals become a little bit blasé about crocs
3: in the water? Would that be a fair call? Hundred percent, mate. Around here, we see people drag netting up to their chest in the Horton River and places yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Complac- You're right, you it I, I still, it. I still, I still do like it the Darwin.
1: one. I still like the one. The boys are fishing on the causeway out at. Um, um, at daily. Kakadu. Oh, yeah, at, so, at, um, East Alligator. Yeah, yep. East Alligator. Yep. Carhills and we're Crossing. Sitting there, we're sitting mm. there watching them, and one bloke gets his, his lure snagged yep. in a tree, walks yep. in, chest deep, trying under, yep. and you're sitting there thinking, mate, that lure's worth maybe 15 bucks.
2: Mate, the uh, East Alligator, yeah. full of crocs. <laughs> there's, oh. there's actually a special on Carhills Crossing you can look up with all the crocs around it. No. But, I mean, now, why would you? Why yeah, now, would you? yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, it's 100%. I've seen people swim into the water to get a barrel off a snag, and you're thinking, you know, like,
1: there's no fish worth dying for. Ever. Ever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. What about that? What about that hundred-pound get... cod?
3: <laughs> well, yeah. if well, there's no crocs, one, no might crocs be crocs there. Yeah, but the
1: fast-running Murray, you get oh, under yeah, yeah, your yeah, ground. But yeah, yeah, there's so many ways. There's so many ways that things can go wrong, and especially up north. Do you, you put your toe in the water, I reckon you're asking for well, trouble. Well,
2: look, at, look at those bull sharks in the daily. Yeah. You know, they, they come out, you're releasing oh. a barrow, not, not that we release too many barras, because we don't catch <laughs> no, them. We've seen, many, but we've seen but people see, do we've it. We've seen people yeah. do it. You're releasing a barrow <laughs> and you get a flash to go past your fish and it's a bull shark. So Hence they, <laughs> hence they say release them into the snags.
3: Uh, but uh, you yeah, know. well that's, that's exactly yeah. right, and and that happens a lot in the daily. Those bull sharks, you be fighting a nice bar and the next thing you know, the head pops up, and and I mean, yeah. I don't. It, it's a big thing up here at the moment. You know, like all the research and everything that they reckon they've come up with, shark numbers declined, and everyone up here, no one. And, I mean, we see hundreds of customers a day, and I spend a lot of time on the water myself. No one has ever seen shark numbers as high as what they are. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it, yeah. it is
3: absolutely out of control. Yes. We're having trouble. I actually snapped off a reel the other day, cranking the drag up that hard. This is in the bay between Magnetic Island and Townsville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had the drag cranked up that hard on 30-pound braid. I actually snapped the reel off a, a, a good quality reel too, you know, like yeah. snapped it off at the reel stem. Wow. So trying to beat sharks. just trying, I had 15, and, and 16 hookups on big finger mark and that never landed one.
2: Yeah, and wow. that's they're all bull sharks oh. or all different sort?
3: Uh, it's a bit of a range, mate. I mean, the, the things that the sharks that they're talking about that are, that are endangered, I don't think anyone would argue the point, you know, mm. grey nurse sharks yeah. are endangered and stuff like that. Yeah. But your normal grey reefies and your black tips yeah. and your bull sharks up here, your bull shark numbers are just out, out of control. control. Tigers. Oh. Like yeah, we were out heads. here the other day in knee-deep water and there's a 10-foot tiger in, in mm. a metre of water. Mate, how, know, just,
2: how did you go with all that water you had up there, all those floods? Is that, is that, has that affected the Yeah,
3: has that we probably could sharks? have done with a little bit, little bit less. A little, yeah. bit less <laughs> a little bit less? A little bit less?
2: How did you go to the shop? Did you get flooded out of the shop
3: or were you, were you no, safe? No, mate, we're, we're all really lucky. Everyone who works here and, um, and, and we were. We were lucky, mate. Like we had water five mil from going through the, the shed and everything at home mm. um and we don't we we live in an area that's not prone to flooding yeah uh, um some of the some of the, our customers that come here mate they were sitting on their roofs waiting for a rescue from boats you oh know my like god um, and everything's everything's gone when, when that sort of and the, the devastation that's come out of us is pretty pretty full-on you know uh, But um mm. in saying that Mate, we needed it. We honestly, yep. we needed it. We're probably, as I say, probably a little bit less than what we got. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we, we needed a flood big time. And, and not only the crabs, the prawns, the barra, everything has gone off its head since the floods. Right. But there yeah. was well, a there's a lot of more, If there's more here.
1: crabs, barra and prawn, stands to reason that there's going to be more predators, so sharks are coming in to feed yeah, on them. Yeah, that was on, my on question. Absolutely. Feed, yeah.
3: mm. Absolutely, mate. You know, and that dirty water line, you know, like I know guys that went fishing out the front here, and once they hit that dirty water line, the sharks were from there in towards the river mouths, which was about 10Ks, were just thick, you know. But, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there, was, there was a lot of businesses up here too, like builders and stuff like that, that were, they were doing it pretty hard. And then all of a sudden now, since the floods, it's actually saved their businesses, a lot of them. So out of, out of the, a lot of the devastation, yeah. there's been a lot of good come out of it too. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah if, if you can look at that as a good thing. But, you know, yeah. like my, my main thing that I'm worried about is the – We're hearing horror stories from insurance companies now not paying up because they're looking at fine print and stuff like that, and Mm -hmm. that's that's the sad side of it. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it is, isn't it? It it is ridiculous that in a situation like that, you think – you would think that the insurance companies would come to the fore and look after the people that have been affected. Absolutely.
0: That's what you pay the premiums for. a
3: lot of these people, you know, like you're speaking to, them, and they've had 30 or 40 years with the same insurance company, never made a claim in their life, and then all of a sudden they want to claim for, you know, some flood damage, which is because what happened here was the sewage lines ruptured, and and once you you get raw sewage, you go through your house, pretty much that's condemned, and Mm. you can't go – You can't go wading through there. And then again, you know, like as I say, there's there's the horror stories, but on the other good side of it, people were, insurance brokers were coming in and they have taken photos of the stuff in the house and saying, listen, don't go back into the house. We're going to put you up in a motel or something like that. Don't Mm -hmm. go back there till this is done. So there's good, you know, there's. There's some really yeah. nice stuff that's come out of it as well, and, but
2: and for the and for the fishing, no, that'll improve or like like you know as in, oh, as, as, in as in as in mate. as in Darwin, yeah. we get we we haven't had much of a runoff this year, so it's going to be tough for the daily, I guess. But I, I mean, know, but, yeah. I mean, but I mean, but I mean up, but I mean up your way, that it has to it has to be good for the fishing, hasn't?
3: it? Mate, it has. It's 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 kicked everything off, and I mean the schools are bait, and so this is. If you speak one species on its own, just barra, mm. it's going to set barra up for the next three or four years. Fantastic. You know, like every every barra out there, because there was hundreds of metre plus barra stacked up at the river mouths, they knew this was coming. And uh, we noticed there was there was on the side scan you would pick up these massive schools of meter plus barra just sitting out there waiting, and oh. about three or four weeks before the floods, we had another fresh. why can't we get and- them to
1: work for the weather bureau? Yeah. Because the,
2: the weather bureau <laughs> never knows it's coming. Yeah. We just we we can't work out Scott, we can't work out side scan, let alone bloody weather bureau. We've got to get we got to get onto these side scans.
3: Right. <laughs> Mate, I didn't even know what a podcast was. <laughs> Mate, there you yeah, it's,
2: go. Like, it's like yeah. a radio show. It's like a radio show except <laughs> it's on a it's on a pod. Yeah.
1: Um, now, just getting back to the fishing for a sec before we let you go, and really appreciate your time because I understand you oh, had to good, talk mate. to your to boss to to get time to have a chat this morning. But um, when when you're on the day, I know you, how you love your casting. Were you catching yep. more fish on the cast or on the troll?
3: Yeah, mate. Well, back when we were doing it, there was uh, the thing is you're very you're very limited with what lures you could cast with. Yeah. Um, it was shallow. Basically, if you used a deep diver, then you're in, you know, you're deep down in the snags, and you had to use a very buoyant lure to back out off the snags. Either that, or you had to go to a shallow diver. Yeah. But now, with the amount of weedless rigs like your your weedless um, paddle tails and yep. and shad imitations and stuff, mate, you can sink mods, them deep into mods, the timber. Yeah. Yeah, well, your vibes are huge now, you know. Like those, as you know, down the bottom, like Harry's Rock Bar and around Elizabeth Creek, and that where you have got those big, deep schools of fish, and even on cords run the Golden Mile. Yeah, mm. those deep snags, mate. If you, they've got a new vibe out now. That's a weedless vibe. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like
1: I oh, would still now. snag them up. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> eh? Would still snag them up, mate. <laughs> we'd still lose them, mate, We we normally well, spent we normally spent the first three days. Fishing really hard on the, on the daily in the in the classic. Yep. And the last yep. two days just looking for Lewis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'd win that, we find heaps of them <laughs> Especially in other
0: people's boats. <laughs> oh, mate. Hey, Dave. Uh, yeah. We really appreciate your time. Thanks uh, oh, to, to, your, to the team there at Fishing Warehouse for giving us, uh, you know, 20 minutes of your time. We really do appreciate that. Any one 150, time, 158 mate. Duckworth Street. And just no. a word of advice for you, Dave. I'm not a fisherman. Just a bit of word of advice for you. If you want to stay as barefoot, Dave, don't go too close to the uh, waterline there, or you'll really? become no foot, Dave. Or oh. well, yeah, toiler,
1: no, Dave. I'll be good.
0: Shootless Dave. Totaler,
1: Dave. Totaler, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I do really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you very much and have a great Easter. Keep your rod hard, Happy mate. Job, Keep your rod hard. Mate. <laughs> Thank you. See you. See you mate.
0: Merv Hughes fishing the podcast. What a, what a great oh, bloke. He's a character. What Mate, a sensational bloke like
1: he is. And what about just, you know, gets sitting on the bank having a fish and a, what, three-meter croc comes no, out at him. Sorry. And a little bit scared <laughs> the first time and then just thought, yeah, I'll video this because no one will believe me. <laughs> 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 Mate, but barefoot, massive man. Like, and a lot of people say that's, that's good Come from you. He makes me look like a baby. No, oh, okay. Seriously. He is massive. Him and, and we've had Tony Bennett on the, on the show, yep. who is a big man. We used to go up to um, way. well, we still do, for, for the COD opening. So first weekend in December. So if you're keen on your fishing, keep an eye out for that. Tony Bennett runs out. And when those two were there, they used to lock horns. And I was up there with oh, the okay. mate. So what's going on here? I said, well, um, see, so Barefoot's the silverback. And Tony Bennett wants to be the silverback, <laughs> so, so they're wrestling for the title. <laughs> and he said, they're idiots. And I said, hang on, I'll go and tell him. He said, no, no, don't do that. No. He said, why don't, get, why don't you get involved? Oh, mate, out of my league. They're just too massive. Like, and it's a classic. Bennett puts his beer down and wrestles, wrestles Dave, and Dave will keep drinking in one hand, just wrestling off.
0: Very Queensland. With the other
1: hand, and then when he's had enough, he puts the beer down, pins him down on the floor, <laughs> gets
3: up. That's it. So, you win. You <laughs> oh win. mate, it's
1: an absolute classic. But um, listen, that, and I suppose, quiz—that's that's what you find within the fishing industry. You don't come across too many flogs, do? You? No,
2: it's all good fun, isn't it? It's yeah. all good fun. No, no, not too much days. I'll, I'll tell you what—I was I to in your, you um, in, the, in the fast trawl. Though we're going to do that this year again.
1: Yeah. and... With this podcast, mm. I, I did say you don't come across too many flogs, but look to my right and there's one <laughs> hell of a flog. But he doesn't fish. So, so you were saying, Kevin? I, d- I got your little whisper into the microphone there, so I thought okay. I'd jump on the front foot <laughs> and deal with it before it got out of hand. Have a, have a wonderful Nip it time, in the
0: bud, as I say. Have a wonderful time in the Northern Territory. Oh, yeah. Have a uh, massive time. Uh, we'll have a couple of weeks off and then yep. uh, and then regroup and come back. Don't we'll prang, try not to bring the car between now and then. If no, 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 no.
2: Be no, driving no, it. Be up no, the no, driver. i be there, I'll be up there. He'll be driving it.
0: Okay, mm. we'll try to keep it in pristine condition. Uh, as Everyone, you,
1: be safe over it's Easter. That's a, well
0: a, right. a Got to say, if you're out and about, if you're driving off oh, yeah. to go fishing, if you're fishing driving, stuff, if you're
1: yeah. going fishing, listen, it's a great weekend. Yes. Um go away. Make sure you get home safely. Yep, yes. absolutely,
0: absolutely. And don't, don't, don't cash checks that your body or your mind can't uh, can't. Uh, uh, sort cash. of, uh, well, can't fulfil because, cash. You well, you, don't you, jump in the car when you're not feeling 100% or you're not uh, awake yeah, and all that exactly. sort of stuff because you're a hair's breadth yes. away from After doing After Manza stupid, today, mate,
2: we'll have plenty of cash.
0: All right. Thank you, Squiz. Have oh, a that, that,
2: was,
1: that was a couple of days ago, Squiz. Oh, wasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as we do, we, we, we don't do this live, Squiz. We've got to get out of here. How did Mans go? go? It's middle of February. <laughs> it gets late now. So, early. yeah, so we're yeah, pre could,
0: could be at the Pal Dog Food Factory <laughs> by now. No, no, Manser's going well over 1600, my friend. Uh, <laughs> uh, have a All lovely right. Easter. We'll see you in a couple of yeah, weeks. Care. Stay care.
2: safe. Happy days. I want to go fish. It takes my stress away. I want to go fishing. Try and cast my blues away. I want to go fishing. I don't want to watch the clock. I want to go fishing. I don't ever want to stop
1: I <laughs> forget, forget <that's> not live. <laughs> <laughs>